I'm Steve. I'm Byron. And we are Old Guys Bitching. And I do have something to bitch about. Oh, good, good. I think I told you about my my cell phone troubles. Uh, and yes, yes. It, and how it was affecting your car radio. And my car radio. Apparently and, was affecting weather in the Seattle area. Well, it does, but, but not in a good way. I, I have no control over the weather. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. But, but I, so I went through, I contacted Samsung because it's a Samsung Galaxy S7 and I'm promoting it to tell you not to buy one. So uh, I, I went through I get an email from them in broken Korean or whatever. I noted that they didn't call you or text you. (laughs) (laughs) They can't. The phone's not working. Uh, So they sent me how to fix it. So I I go to look for the directions on how to fix it. Nothing on my phone syncs up with what they're saying. Cool. (laughs) Nothing. They they tell me to look for a a certain thing. It doesn't appear on my phone anywhere. So I go into the Verizon store, because Verizon is my provider. I go into the Verizon store, and I, I give them the, the printout of the email with the instructions on it. And I said, this isn't on my phone. And they look, and they go, no, it's not. Good one. Good. So he, the guy had to do some digging, and he finally found it. And he went through all the steps and cleared the cache, which is what they told me to do. Doesn't work. I go out to the car. Immediately, the beep beep, and it disconnects from Bluetooth. So I I get home and I'm trying all kinds of other things and, and resets and trying to do all these things. Nothing's working. None of the steps they had worked. And then it said, okay, well contact the 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 radio people. So I go back to Car Toys where I got the radio and I explain it to them. And the guy comes out. Well, let me come out to your car and see. And we connected to the car. And sure enough, and it disconnects. And he goes, that's really weird. So, Well, that's kind of like a replay. Though, yeah. You know? Do you get like a new guy every time no, at Car Toys? No, this was the same guy I had the first time. And then the second time I had a different guy, and he had plugged his phone in, and his phone didn't do the same thing. It worked like a charm with the radio. So it didn't appear to be the radio. So I went back and I said, all right, look. I, I said, can you just humor me and do a firmware upgrade like uh, Samsung is suggesting, and let's see if that fixes it. So we went through that. We finally figured out the whole thing, and, and it kept, again, kept doing the beep, beep, disconnecting, and he plugs his phone in, and his phone runs fine. No disconnecting. So, And he had a Samsung Galaxy, too. So it's my phone. I have a Lemon. And I, it, it's, it's evidently there's something about me and Samsungs that don't work well together. So, you know how, how your teacher used to put, doesn't play well with other children? I don't play well with Samsung, evidently. Wow. So it didn't work. So, so we did this whole thing. He upgraded the firmware, and it seemed fine. Everything seemed fine. I drove home, no disconnecting. I get up this morning. I go down to the car, turn it on. Beep beep disconnects. Wow. I think I think Samsung, or at least my Samsung phone, is trying to gaslight me. That's it. And you know, it's it's coming from Korea. They're sending a signal 
and then they laugh. Yeah, I, I think that must be true. I, I definitely feel like I'm I'm stuck in a uh, a Black Mirror episode. Well, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to just totally go uh, Swedish on them and, and buy a Nokia. Well, I, that, or a Google, a Google Pixel. Oh, yeah. Just because I like saying Google Pixel. Or, you know, just the hand crank Bolivian model. Yes. Is, is there one? No, I just made that. Oh, well, there should be. I, you know, now someone's going to work on, on inventing that. Well, here's my tech, bitch. Yes. Okay, this is a thing, and actually, uh, have you ever heard the name just floated around there in Seattle, kind of in Microsoft land, uh, Richard Brody? No. Okay, well, Richard Brody, and maybe this will get to him, and, and then he'll listen to our podcast, and he'll say, you guys are brilliant, you need a sponsor, and, you know, then he'll throw money at us, because Richard Brody created... Microsoft Word. He did. He did. So then he's probably not at the company anymore. No, no, he's not. He lives in uh, San Francisco, and he's like a total party yeah. animal. Uh, well, because um, he probably has billions <laughs> in the bank. But anyway, so like I have the whole new shebang of Microsoft Office, you know, twenty fifty or whatever it yeah. is now, and. Uh, so I'm um, I'm I'm working on uh, revising my uh, Ronnie Brixton script to you know making changes based on the uh, the French production and some notes that I've gotten from people and and that sort of thing, and I'm going along and I'm getting it almost done and I go back and I start proofreading, and I discover that every time I type the letter I. If it's at the beginning of the word, no matter where that word is located in the sentence, it capitalizes. So I, I, I go into settings and I figure, well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to turn off autocorrect. Because for some reason it imagines that every word that begins with I needs to be autocorrected to a capital letter. So I turn that off. Nope, still does it. So then I start Googling. And I'm finding that this is not uncommon, that a lot of people are having this issue. And so you go into the Microsoft forums and people clearly explain. I type the letter I, no matter where it is in the sentence, no matter what word it's attached to, it capitalizes. How can I fix this? And the word that comes from Microsoft is a totally avoid the whole question. They say, don't use letters, say, don't use words with I at the beginning. <laughs> or, or, or they say, you know, don't hit uh, hit shift when you type I because that'll capitalize it. And it's like the people are going, no, I, I didn't say that. I said it's doing it at random yeah. just because it likes to capitalize the letter I. And they say, well, have you tried this? Don't hit the shift key. And it's like, I'm not hitting the shift key. And then some people say, well, I went in and I turned off autocorrect. And it still types a capital I. And the reply is, is something like, if you turn off autocorrect, it will no longer correct misspellings. Uh, duh. You say, okay. I'm coming over there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
No, you can't. You can't deal with 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 tech support. First of all, I've never heard of that. That's weird. My Microsoft Word has never done that. But I also have to ask, what the hell is wrong with you typing a script in Microsoft Word? Nobody uses Microsoft Word for a script. Well, the reason I do is because the uh, the formatting programs that I use do not format in what's called standard French format. And French doesn't mean France. It means Samuel French. They expect a certain formatting. And not one single program, not Final Draft, not Celtics, nothing uh, formats in French format. So if you do and you send that to them, then the first note that you get back is, uh, please submit in French format. So that's why. Well, maybe I, maybe I, you need to buy the program from a Parisian tech dealer. Very, very possibly. But then I would have to do it in French and translate it. Oh. And uh, all I, you know, I, voulez-vous coucher avec moi, yeah, accessoire. Yeah. But no, that, then that, it doesn't translate. That's yeah, it. My, my plume de la tante, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Who was I was telling somebody about that when I was a kid and my grandmother would take me to the Catskills, you know, and you'd, you'd be sitting there in the club and, and all the old people are sitting around one table and all the kids at another table. And a comic gets up and he does the whole setup for the joke in English. And then the punchline is in Yiddish and the old people crack up and the kids are looking at each other going, what, what, what happened? What just happened? And you say, you know, grandma, grandma, what, what did he say? It, it doesn't translate. It Nothing ever translates. You, just, you know, you should have gotten every kid on the table to look at the guy and just yell, Miss Juggernaut! <laughs> maybe that would have worked. I don't know. So any, so wait, back to my phone, I, I do have to say a, 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 a partial caveat here is that I did go online and, and research this issue, and it evidently is a major problem with Samsung Bluetooth. And, and that their Bluetooth does this. Um, and there were all these people floating various fixes that didn't work. And I look at the date on all these things. They were 2016. So I evidently have a cell phone that's living in the past. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. Yeah, just, just like me. See, I, I went online. I, uh, I Googled. I tried to think. And then people were actually su- suggesting that you go into, like, notes and you type whatever word that you don't want the the I capitalized in. Type it, copy that, go back into your document, and replace your thing what? with the. Yeah, that's absurd. I I have never heard of that. That that's a new one for me. And but there, but there was also a note at the end of each one of those recommendations that said, and whatever you do, don't buy a Samsung Galaxy. Yeah, I I wouldn't be a bit surprised. I would not be surprised. Now, another thing that I figured out, um, I am am admittedly an atheist with, you know, a little leeway, just, just in case. I, I, well, you got to hedge your bets. Yeah, so. every so often I, I I go, God damn it, or God this, or God that, or God willing, and it's like, why? Why would I say that I'm an atheist? But um, but you know, yeah, you want to be sure. But I, I figured out another example. I, I always said that the proof that there was no God was our current president, and that that's for a start. But. Um, it is, it's extremely hot up here 
at the moment. It's for us. It's in the nineties. It's hundred and twelve here. Now for you, that's probably a that's cooling, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're that's in balmy. you're in triple digits. Why doesn't the sun? Why isn't there such a thing as an outdoor thermostat? You, you know, that, that would be an excellent idea. I, it's either, now let's see, today we're recording on July 25th. There's an article, it's either yes. in the, the uh, New York Times or the Washington Post about the wacky jet stream and how it is so out of phase that that's what that's what's causing your temperatures to be so high, and what's causing the uh, weather in Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia to be suckier than normal. I think that that is also that. Now you see, there is the contradiction of what I said earlier, and proof that there is a God, and it's punishment for them supporting Donald oh, Trump. Oh yeah, well you know, and it made the guy take his pants off and and chase Sasha Baron Cohen with his bare butt the other day. You know, I I didn't see it, but I heard about it. What the hell was that? <laughs> It's wonderful if you get a chance. I don't mean to, you know, be the plug for that Showtime TV series, but that's hysterically funny to see the guy doing it. I don't get Showtime, so I can't watch it. Uh, but uh, it is—it's mind-boggling. This guy was a state senator, correct? Uh, as of uh, this morning, yes. Well, yeah. Um, and and what Sasha Baron Cohen's new show. And for those who don't immediately recall who Sasha Baron Cohen is, he was Ali G and uh, Borat and who else? Yeah, I mean, he was he's the, done yeah. a lot of these weird characters, and he gets totally into these character, and he goes out and he punks. And people. now he's a um, he, he plays a, a former Mossad agent. Oh, is that what he's <laughs> supposed to be? So, so what what is the premise that he's interviewing? So the uh, the setup for this one, and this is the only one I've seen. I don't have Showtime either, but it was uh, on a couple of different websites. I believe it was on Slate, and uh, hmm. you can probably even find it on YouTube. But he uh, is uh, instructing this state senator in Mossad security techniques of how to how, how to find Muslim terrorists. And one is that, you know, if you're concerned that people are, are it, it's men uh, wearing burqas so they can have a suicide vest. <laughs> Jeez. He, he suggests that you, pr- you pretend to be a, an Asian tourist with a selfie stick. And you can stick your, your phone camera up under the burqa to, to check it out. <laughs> so, so, but he goes in to interview these various, like Dick Cheney and... This state senator and I don't know there are other people. Uh, but Sarah Palin, I think, complained about him. So, so how does he get in to see them by saying he's former Mossad and wants to advise them on terrorism? Well, or I I think he's doing various characters. I think with uh, uh, Sarah Palin, he uh, pretended to be a uh, disabled um, uh, Afghan war veteran, and they were going to award her a uh, a statue uh, for her support. Uh, the the others I don't know since I haven't actually seen the show, but I did see this clip and it's hysterical to see because the guy uh, Cohen told the uh, the state senator that uh, the way to really defeat Muslims is that if you touch them with your bare butt, then they believe it um, it makes them uh, homosexual. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he takes the guy through the security exercise of dropping trowel and backing up at him. And the guy did it. Yes, enthusiastically. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. And then he, he yelled some choice oh, words. Oh, yes, too. he did. Correct? But he got corrected. He got corrected. No, 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 no. We, we do not use that N word here. We say Nuni. Nuni. <laughs> Nuni. I wonder how many African Americans would appreciate being called Nunis. They'd probably say, we well, go back to the original. <laughs> well, in place. fact, this guy was using it in reference to uh, Middle Easterners. Oh, Nunis are. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The world's coming to an end, Byron. You realize that? I don't worry about being old anymore because I figure the world's not going to be around much well, longer you know, anyway. Well, so many people, so many people are, are, are passing away, you know. It, it's, it, I just look at it as a slow motion rapture. Yeah. You know what? It very well might be. I actually have thought about that myself it, because I, when I, years ago I did summer stock in Pennsylvania. And our um, musical director, for want of a better term, was a guy who loved to boast that he was in Mensa and that he had a superior IQ to the rest of us. Uh, he would sit there with a stack of New York Times crossword puzzles and just fill them out quickly, you know, and then throw one away and go right to the next one. You know, when everyone's struggling over one New York Times puzzle for two days, he just did go through a whole pile in a day. We never looked to see if he was filling. He could have been putting in random letters. We don't know. But anyway, one day I had um, a dream, uh, a an apocalyptic dream. I was telling it to somebody else at in the lunchroom or in the rehearsal room, and he overheard. And he goes, who are you talking to? I said, what? I, I, I wasn't, ta wasn't talking to anybody. I, I dreamt that last night. He said, no, you got that from, and he mentioned some guy, and I go, I don't know who that is. And it was someone who had been in the company and left before I, I joined it. I joined the company late. And I said, whoa. And he said, he had the exact same dream down to the most minute detail. And I went, all right, that's scary. What does that mean? And he goes, it means you've been chosen to lead in a new world. It could be in this life, it could be after you die, but you've been chosen to lead in the new world. And then all of a sudden he freaked, like he turned into a different person. He went, oh my God, where did that come from? And he went running out of the room screaming. So I'm evidently chosen to lead in some new world, whether it's now or after I die. Works for me. You should have asked the guy to kiss the hem of your garment. I, I yeah. probably should have. But, but I mean, you know, this this was a lot of pressure for a 20-something-year-old kid. That's true. I've been chosen oh, to lead goodness. in the new world. Can I wait till I gain a little more wisdom? <laughs> oh, well, it's just another sign that, uh, that things are, are not as they seem. Is uh, today I, I was at the post office and I was mailing a package and I usually go to the self serve uh, section because I don't want to stand there in line for people who are collecting old mail or whatever. And I went in and there was a, a person standing there at the self service thing, so I I needed to prepare my package anyway. I was using their packaging and I had to you know repack the the thing that I was sending and. Uh, so while I'm doing that, another guy comes in, and he gets in line behind the person. And then I get all my packages up. I get behind him, 
And I'm standing there, and the, the guy in front of me is obviously kind of in a hurry because he keeps doing the old... <sighs> <sighs> and then finally he decides that the line for the uh, post office windows is moving a heck of a lot faster than this one. So he goes. And then I sort of realized that the person who was standing at the um, the, the self-mailer hasn't actually moved very much so I said to the person uh, excuse me uh, do you need some help and the person who I'm going to say could have been anywhere from 40 to 80 turns to me and says can you tell me what this is I guess you know they were standing there and they figured if they stand there long enough it was going to confess But I, so I said, "Oh well, that's the uh, the self mailer. You uh, you can mail uh, packages and uh, other envelopes and things through there. Uh, you you can you see there's the scale on the left. You can weigh your item and then you can pay for it here. How do you do that? Well, you need like a credit or a debit card. Oh, I don't have one of those. So I said, then it would probably be best for you if if you go." Uh, get in the uh, in the regular line, and she said, "Where's the stamp machine?" I said, "Well, this actually is a stamp machine," and she said, "Well, it doesn't show any. There's no stamp, and there's no windows or anything." And I said, "Oh well, that machine's uh, actually been gone for a while," and then so she gave up. She went and she got in the line, and then I mailed my item and was coming home, and I was thinking about that and thinking. Wow, I think the last time they actually had a stamp vending machine in there was like eight, nine years ago. So this person obviously had not been in the post office that long and didn't seem to have anything in their hand. Uh, So I have no idea what they were mailing unless they intended to put a stamp on their own forehead and go someplace. It's very possible. You know, because air air travel is not cheap these days. And then the other thing that, uh, that happened... In my orbit this week, not to me, I think I have mentioned my friend Bruce Block. Bruce Block is an entertainer. Uh, He also is like a magic act designer. He not only designs illusions, he designs everything that you need to do to have an entertaining illusion and entertain the audience. And he um, uh, went to an interview uh, just yesterday. And the uh, the person in the interview, first off, they they thought, uh, you look familiar. Who do you look like? And Bruce's general reaction, he says, he always says, Uncle Fester. And the person. Um, Does he look like Uncle he Fester? He looks like Uncle Fester. And the, the, the person <laughs> there at the interview, who he said was not terribly young, did not know who Uncle Fester was. And so the person just sort of went, <laughs> And then said, tell me about yourself. So Bruce kind of launches into his career. Well, I was on The uh, Tonight Show with Johnny Carson seven times. I appeared uh, on several comedy specials on HBO. I was a regular on a couple of Comedy Central um, stand-up series. And I uh, appeared on American America's Got Talent twice and uh, in one of those appearances, uh, David Hasselhoff stood on my back. And uh, then I guess I'm most particularly known for my talking rabbit. 
And at this point, the uh, person subtly turns their communicate their computer monitors so that Bruce can't see it. And uh, it's just kind of going, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can tell me a little more, mm mm-hmm. And uh, typing something in. And then the person goes, oh, my God, you you do have a talking rabbit. (laughs) They find him on YouTube or something? Yeah, so they they Googled it. And and he said, yeah, Yeah. yes, (laughs) what, what did you think? And the person said, I thought we were kind of going into a Harvey scene. <laughs> I said, "Well, Bruce, at least I knew who Harvey is." Well, that, that's good. That's because now probably people listening to this don't know. Who um, is. Well, so Harvey is it, a puka. It's a large animal that that appears it, he, here hookah. and there, a, now a and then, to this one and that one, to rum pots, crack pots, and yes. how are you, Mister Fisher? Yeah, <laughs> and one of Jimmy Stewart's best roles. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then recently done on Broadway uh, with Jim Parsons. by Jim Parsons. So. And, you know, the thing is, is that most people don't, you know, we have jumped so many fences in this uh, in this discussion, but it's the way we usually are. So let's go ahead and jump this fence. You know, the thing about um, Harvey was originally when the show was on Broadway, it starred Frank Fay. I don't know if you remember Frank oh, Fay. Right. Frank yeah. Fay was known. Uh, he was renowned for playing drunken characters on stage, a la the, uh, Foster Brooks. Yeah, I'm throwing on references that everybody's going to know. Yeah. But, uh, well, but, but we're going to be keeping Google busy yeah, tonight. Exactly. Uh, so that's how he played the role of Elwood P. Dowd. And then later in that year when uh, the script by Mary Chase won a Pulitzer Prize, New York critics were going, what the? F- this is a show about a drunk. How could that possibly win the Pulitzer Prize? So then uh, Jimmy Stewart desperately wanted to to do the movie. And he wanted to do the movie with as many people from the original cast as he could get. So he arranged himself to go into the Broadway show. And he, uh, he played the role really? of Elwood P. Down. And he persuaded the studio to hire everybody. Uh, uh, Josephine, oh, I can't remember her name, who played uh, his sister. And, uh, of course, the the big one was, what's his name, White? Jesse White. Uh, Jesse White, yeah. Um, and uh, virtually everybody who was in the cast, I think uh, Cecil Calloway was the only person that they uh, they added who played the, uh, the doctor. Interesting. Uh, but anyway... Uh, and then, so when the critics saw the movie, they said, oh, see, see, you know, it, it's not really, he's, he's not really a drunk, but he is. Watch Jimmy Stewart. The, per, the performance is stunningly brilliant. He, uh, the Elwood obviously has a buzz on from the first frame that he, that he appears in. I, I always just thought he was a little off. He is he is drunk the whole time. Ah, but the I, but the other fun. Th- well, the, yeah, there are a couple of times. But actually, Jimmy Stewart in in a lot of his line deliveries when he's doing comedy sounds like he's drunk. But but you know the other thing about Harvey, and I think that this is absolutely brilliant. And I think something that the original New York critics mentioned is that Elwood's not the only person who sees him. He's not. The sister sees him. 
oh, when those two are here, they, you know, they cause all this, they cause that. Yeah. And then, you know, when the the people for the party are coming in, uh, she's asking, uh, you know, she uh, when Myrtle, the daughter, says he's here, and she immediately says, is Harvey with him? So, right. so there's right. that. And then the judge, G- Judge Gaffney, who, you know, is um, the sister's attorney and who is a sitting judge, when uh, the psychiatrist is talking to him, he says, uh, he's had that rabbit up in my office many a time. I may be old, but I don't miss much. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that movie. I, love, I have never seen it in play form. I don't know how it differs from the play, but I love the movie. And if you're looking for just a good, fun movie... To watch, get Harvey with Jimmy Stewart. It's it's just excellent. Well, the the thing that I can tell you about the difference, and um, uh, you know, one most of the time when I see uh, a play that's been adapted to a film, I just kind of go, oh crap. Um, like uh, say Chicago, that was like, oh crap, or Into the Woods, oh crap. Mamma Mia, who cares? But um, Chicago was actually an excellent movie. Did you ever see the play? No. See? See? All yeah, right. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah, usually the, the movie version does. But guess what? We're out of time. Oh, but we got to get this in. We got to get this in. For Harvey, uh, it's not that they improved it. It's that they expanded it, and they expanded it with wonderful characters like uh, Mr. Miggles, the guy who just did a job for the state working on license plates, and the uh, the guy who uh, designed the electric gate. Uh, they're they're all terrific. So yes, this is this is the recommendation of two old guys bitching. Get Harvey, starring Jimmy Stewart. Skip all the other adaptations that have been made because they're crap. Get Harvey, starring Jimmy Stewart. Oh, you're waving your ding-a-ling. That's our timer. Okay. It's going. We're we're finished. So let's go out. Until next we will talk about more movies next time, as well as a great recommendation I have on how to watch the news at night. But we'll talk about that in our next podcast. For now, I'm Steve. And I'm Byron. And we are Old Guys Bitching. Do you watch the news with your pants off? Thank you.